0: You are listening to Called to Homeschool, episode number two hundred and thirty-seven, Q and A. No yelling, help. Are you feeling the call to homeschool, and you're not sure what to do, or maybe you are already homeschooling and it doesn't look like what you hoped it would? My name is Megan Thomas, and I'm a certified life coach a mother of seven, and a homeschool pro with more than a decade of experience. I can show anyone how to create success in their homeschool, and I'd love to show you how. Are you ready? Hello, friends. How are you? We are at the end of November, so hopefully you had an amazing experience with No Yell November, or maybe even being a little bit more aware of it. Um, It's just so amazing what starts to happen in your home when the yelling starts to decrease. Joy can increase when contention decreases. So it's just amazing. And think about this um, in your kids' shoes, right? If they were like, this month was amazing because my mom didn't yell at us or my mom really worked hard on not yelling at us, it just starts to feel safer. They feel more connected. All of those amazing things. Also, I'll do one more plug because this is happening tomorrow night. Um, so hopefully there's still seats left when I say this, uh, but the live um, family class I'm doing of restoring the family of things to learn to do, to really connect with your kids, have a happy home where there's joy, all those amazing things is happening Thursday night, November 30th. So you can grab a uh, ticket on my website or um, in my Instagram bio. So hopefully there are seats left when um, this comes out. If not, I will be doing more next year. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. So because it has been no yell November, I put a question out on Instagram um, a while ago about asking what questions do you have? What help do you need? And I got some awesome responses and I felt, I don't know. I don't understand with like, I understand with yelling. Sometimes it's not as easy as just quit yelling. Um, If it were, then people would just stop. So to answer a long explanation on a quick little Instagram thing just felt um, like not a lot of depth and didn't feel like it would actually help anybody. So I thought I would take a bunch of these Q&A questions and put them right here on the podcast. So I just picked four of them, I think four, four or five of them, and we'll see how many I can get through. So let's dive in and do some, the questions you asked about yelling help and let's dive in. All right, the first one, this is such a good question. And I think a lot of people, will completely understand this person said, what do I do when I'm overstimulated? This is such a fantastic question. So part of the no yelling course, it is actually divided into two sections. So the first section is all about you. And some of the very first um, audios are about your fundamental needs, taking care of you. Because when you are overstimulated, when you are overtaxed, when you are like drowning, it is so much harder to stay calm. So we do a lot of pre-work so that we are not getting to the point of overstimulation. So some of those basic fundamentals are making sure you're getting enough sleep. Now, if you have a new baby this can be very tricky. So understanding if you have a new baby or a toddler who's climbing into bed every night and kicking you and whatnot, of trying to um, give yourself some space of cutting back on a schedule, making things a lot easier if you cannot get enough sleep because of a newborn or something like that. If you don't have a newborn, then setting yourself up so that you are getting good sleep. Getting off screens an hour before bed, right? Um, I just got... A fancy, it's not even that fancy. It was just off Amazon. It's like $10. This little alarm clock where I can actually dim the light. It does white noise for me, Um, just like some nice little things like that. So my phone doesn't even come in my room anymore. And it's helping me sleep so much better. Um, Possibly having the room a little bit cooler, a weighted blanket, just something like that. Um, I mean, not having caffeine past a certain time of the day or no caffeine at all. I've just uh, ways for you to help set yourself up to sleep well, because if you are not sleeping, it is going to be very difficult and challenging to not get overstimulated. Another piece with the fundamentals are food. So if you are not eating, hangry is a real thing, right? And snapping in because you're so stinking hungry that something happens and you're just like, oh my gosh, what's going on, right? And snapping at somebody. But when you are um, well fed, you can think a little bit more clearly, right? And so then we have the piece of making sure you are eating and then the piece of what food are you putting into your body, right? So doing your best to eat real food, doing your best because processed food tastes really yummy in the minute, in the moment, but later you feel groggy, you feel gross, you feel run down, all those types of things. And so then when kids are kids and you're feeling groggy and gross, guess what? That overstimulation is going to happen a lot quicker. So first one was sleep. Second one is food. Third one is movement and just the power of moving your body and exercising. Now, this is great because it can be done with your kids too, because they need movement as well. And so going on a walk for school, um, doing nature walks, all those types of things or just going on a family walk and connecting all those fun things so that they're getting a movement too. And there's so many amazing studies done with exercising. So, obviously I love intense exercise and endurance stuff, but just walking and yoga and moving your body does all of the same things. Um, It's interesting when I'm not exercising, I'm moody. And so exercise for me is my antidepressant. Like I have to be doing it because it allows my head to think things through. It clears my brain. So I'm not foggy, all those types of things. So just by taking care of some of those basic fundamentals, it helps you to Lower your stress so you're not sitting in this chronic state of overstimulation. And so if you are overstimulated, you may want to think about your own environment as well. So are there a lot of distractions? Are there a lot of toys? Are there a lot of messes? Things like that. Um, Are you on your phone too much? So you're getting all these messages, all these notifications. Are you in too many things? Are you too many extracurricular activities, right? So if you think about overstimulation, like, okay, my taking care of my fundamentals and then looking at your environment. So I talk a lot about setting your kids up to win, but also setting yourself up to win. So thinking about like, how do I lower my stress so that I'm not getting overstimulated? So like I said, those fundamentals and then checking your environment. And then when like we take care of some of those very basic needs, then we can start showing up in a way we want to. So kid spills, kid doesn't listen. We can show up in a way we want to instead of being reactive um, because we are running on empty. So for anybody feeling overstimulated, that is a really great way. Obviously with any feeling, um, feelings are driven by thoughts, right? But sometimes there's even more levels with that when we are just running on empty. So these things kind of go in tandem as well of like, I'm so overstimulated, I can't even take care of my fundamental needs. When it would be interesting is if you took care of your fundamental needs then your mind can get a little bit more clear. So you could think a little bit more clear. So that was my first one for overstimulation. All right. The next one. Okay. This is an interesting one. I, I was really intrigued by this one because it says, I'm not a yeller, but my daughter is, how do I help her? So this is so interesting because that's all the information I have. I don't know how old the daughter is. I don't know if dad's a yeller or if big siblings are yellers. Um, Is it being modeled on TV or anything like that, right? So checking the environment and if you're like, actually, no, none of those things. So what's interesting is that I had a baby who was a yeller, my last one, right? So I had this baby when I'm not a yeller, my husband's not a yeller and none of my other kids yell. And then I have this baby who is a yeller. So it's so interesting is that your kid, if they don't know how to do something, it's not a thing that we have to go in and discipline them and punish them them. It's just something they don't know how to do yet. Right? So if your child is yelling and you're like, okay, I've taken out some of these things. It's not example. It's not all these types of things. It is how they are responding to things because they, I mean, you get stuff done in your little kid, right? Well, I mean, adults do too. And that's why we yell in the first place, but then diving in and thinking, have I taught them what to do instead? So if this child yells, gets a reaction from you, gets negative attention from you, they are going to start learning, like, that's how I get things done is I yell. But instead, we are going to teach what to do instead. And it was so fantastic because I did this with my own child of what can we do instead? right? And really a lot of it is this overstimulated nervous system where they like didn't know what to do and they're just kind of crazy. So making sure they are getting enough sleep? Are they getting good food? Are they getting, um, are they on a screen too much? Like do you need to pull them off? Are they getting movement? All those types of things. And then a lot of that teaching aspect coming in of like, what can we do instead? Or like, Hey, sweetheart, when, if you yell, um, or like when you stay calm, mommy can stay in the room with you. Right, so really teaching them that you get positive attention for positive behavior, and if you can, trying to ignore inappropriate behavior with intention. And it's so interesting when we ignore the um, behavior that we don't want to see. A lot of times, that behavior just starts to naturally um, to dissolve and to stop. Right, and start praising when they are calm right? So there's a lot of pieces there where, so part of it is making sure that there's an example of what to do when you're frustrated, example of all those types of things, making sure the child isn't seeing somebody yelling and getting their way. Another part is really ignoring that yelling, but a big piece is teaching, teaching what to do instead, and then praising when they are doing the appropriate behavior. So they're speaking calmly, right? So even setting that up to win. So they look like they're, right? they, They take the big breath and they get ready to yell and get really angry and like stopping right then and say, I see that you're really frustrated right now. What could we do instead, right? And it's so interesting, just even little things I've done with kids, my own kids, Of just like putting a hand on them in a loving way, not like a choking way, but like a hand on their chest or hand on their back and slow my breathing down how many times they can match me. And as they start to learn what to do instead, like when they're really frustrated, and maybe this is a a young daughter who doesn't have the words yet to express herself, right? So giving her that space to feel frustrated, like you can totally be mad. You can be angry. What can we do instead of yelling? Or you can go yell in your room, or you can like, you can go yell, but not at me, right? Of giving them kind of some boundaries with kind of that. So um, the question was, how do I help her? And even getting curious so many things with that of why is she yelling? What does she get when she yells? Kind of exploring the whole situation. And then, um, like I said, modeling it, teaching, ignoring the yelling, and then praising the appropriate behavior. So anybody else who's ever had a kid who's a yeller? Um, I know that's worked for me and a lot of my clients with uh, anybody who's had a yeller in their family. Okay, I think a lot of people, (laughs) this next question, will really resonate with them after asking nicely a lot for tasks to get done and getting pure defiance and yelling from her so there's so many interesting things to break down in this one so after asking nicely a lot first of all stop doing that if you are repeatedly asking and nothing is happening like there's a disconnect there i love gordon newfeld says connect before you direct right? And so if you're just, usually that's like, go do this, hey, go do this, go do this. And you're just kind of um, a drill sergeant and asking for things to get done. There's no connection involved right there. So if you've asked twice and you don't get a response, you need to come in and connect with this child, right? And I know people are like, well, I don't have time for that. It's like, well, do you have time to deal with the yelling? (laughs) Do you have time to do all of these other types of things? So you put in the time where it matters, because if you learn to really connect with this kid, guess what? They're going to start listening on the first time you ask them. Right. So um, and then getting pure defiance. And what an interesting thought that is. Right. Because how in the world does somebody define pure defiance? Right. And then yelling from her. So what would be, obviously, that's all the information I have. So what would be interesting is if mom is also yelling or dad is yelling, big siblings are yelling so that this child is learning, I don't have to do these things, right? So if you are wanting a child to do something, remember to connect before you direct. So if you, and also like remove distractions, sometimes it's, we just forget common sense things, right? Of like, okay, I've yelled across the room. Let's say I've told my boys to come pick up like they left a basketball in the front room or something and their shoes are all off. Like, boys, hey, come in and, and pick up your stuff. And I don't hear anything from them. Guess what? I need to walk over to my kids. If the TV's on, turn it off. If they have screens or something or they're playing a game or whatnot, pause things, get down to their level, play with them for a hot minute, give them a hug, do something where there is a connection piece with them. And then say, hey, friends, I need you to go and do this. What do I need you to go and do? You want us to go do this, right? And this is a part where we need to be careful because so often we have this mindset of like, I ask and you do it. But allowing a child to say like, I love just getting curious with a mom, like, why do they need to do it? And why do they do need to do it right then? And it's like, because I asked them to, and they need to obey me, right? And you're going to get that panicky and that really high emotional response. And then you're going to get the yelling. But if it's, let's say I go to my boys, I connect with them. And I said, friends, I need you to go clean up your shoes all in the other room. And they said, mom, we are in the middle of a game. will after we are done playing with this game, can we go pick up our shoes then? And it's like, yes, let's go do it then. So when you can work with somebody and you are on the same team as them, you can start seeing that maybe something doesn't need to be done right then. You're not a drill sergeant and they are not your soldiers. You are their parent and they are your children. So if you want little soldiers, like, great, go down the yelling route, be disconnected from your kids. They'll avoid you when you get older. Like, fantastic if that's what you want. But if you want them to actually listen to you and want them to actually do, think about working with them? Are you connected with them? Because when we are connected with somebody, we are much more willing to listen and to help. And then letting go of this idea that something has to be done right then, because I said so. And because I said so is the weakest argument out there, right? So asking my kids, Hey, can you go do this? And they say, can we do it after a game? Awesome. Uh, I'm going to remind you after the game. Fantastic. We will. And then once again, once they do it, praise it. Oh, you boys, you're the best listeners. I just love it. I, I can totally count on you. You're so amazing. Right? So it's so interesting. This one is such a good one, right? After After asking nicely a lot for tasks to get done, stop doing that. If you have asked one time and people don't listen to you, I would just go to my kid and see like what's going on. Right. And really creating, I mean, part of that too is also intentionally creating a rhythm and a flow for your home. So if there, you want tasks to get done that are uh, on repeat, right? So making your bed, brushing your teeth, all those types of things. If you want those to be done on repeat, it just needs to become a rhythm and the flow of your home. Like this is what we do. And when it is this positive experience, and we have this connection and whatnot, kids just do it. And when I don't expect them to do it with a happy demeanor and a cheerful attitude, but allow them to be like, I hate picking this up and just being like, I know but you're so awesome that you do it. You're seriously the best, right? I'm just learning to relax. Um, and then we we already talked about like yelling from a child. So if, it, it's a, if it's a one thing, right, and we're really working, first of all, you have to model it. And if you are not modeling it, then that's where you need to start. So if your child is learning it from you, you need to model it first. So if you are modeling it and you get a yelling from your child and you're trying to connect from them, it's a really great opportunity to practice staying calm and saying, friend, let's try again. How, like, well, how was an appropriate way to speak to me in our home? Something like that. Just some more teaching. We don't need to take things to an extreme of a child yelling of like, they're a terrible human. They're super disobedient. I'm a fail. I'm failing as a mother, all those types of things. Like it's a kid who doesn't know what to do. And just like tying their shoes, I would stop and I would help them. Same thing. All right. Last question I'm going to do as we wrap up this awesome, no yell November challenge. Um, and this one's great. And it says when my kids are not listening or are too far away, and it's hard to get their attention. So if it is a distance thing, go to your children. Um, Now, obviously, if there's safety involved or something like that, that's completely different. But if it's kids are downstairs, you're upstairs, you want them to go in the kitchen, and they aren't listening to you, or they're too far away, walk to them. Connect with them. And if it's hard to get their attention, where is their attention? So like I said, is it on a screen? Is it on a game? Is it on something outside, whatnot? And trying to get their attention. And then when you can work with your kids, and so if you're like asking them to do something, working with them, of just saying like, hey, friends, we are going to be going, I need you to go do these things. And saying, can I do it then? Yes, absolutely. Um, And then reminding them and setting them up to win so that you they can be doing those things, praising them for that. Like, you are so great at listening. You're so great at helping out our house. And guess what happens? Those things grow. And it just starts becoming this house where there's this amazing culture, where children listen, where parents are calm, all of those amazing things. So I hope you've had a positive experience with No Yell no November. And when December first comes, I hope you don't just start yelling at your kids, but that you continue this up and keep trying because you are changing generations and you are a force for good. So keep it up, my friends, and I'll talk to you next time. Hey, friend, if you enjoy this podcast, I know you are going to love my book I wrote. It's called 30 Days to Ease into Homeschool. This is for anyone, whether you are new to homeschooling or ready to take your homeschool to the next level. This is for you. It's available to download at www.coachmegthomas.com forward slash shop.